feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Day two of the January 6th committee hearings, and boy, was it a bunch of malarkey. That's a nice way to say it. It was all politics, and it was all, to me, so transparent that the whole motivation is to try to do whatever they can to diminish President Trump. You could tell they're like, okay, uh, what can we do to try to do anything to discredit him Uh, We've got the midterms coming up, and then there's 2024, and he clearly still has a lot of followers. And what can we do to just basically try to embarrass him or try to do this to him and to do it to all of his followers? To me, it just was so political today. And I think the bar, first of all, to make any sort of a criminal referral, which I couldn't believe over the weekend, that Adam Schiff and Jamie Raskin, two very very partisan Democrat congressmen who are both also, you know, obviously involved in all these different committees and everything else. Well, the two of them were out there on the Sunday shows and they were saying, you know what, we are hopeful that whatever we discover at this committee, that we can end up using it for a criminal referral that DOJ could use. So it's like, They're like on this never-ending quest to do anything they can to try to put a kibosh on President Trump. And yet, if you sit there and you ask them, well, what about gas prices? Oh, we're so busy on January 6th. What about inflation? That is through the roof. Oh, we're, we're so busy about that. And then you ask them, well, what about Brett Kavanaugh? There was an assassination attempt against a Supreme Court justice last week. What about that? Oh, well, we're a little busy. Um, We're focused on January 6th. They will not even basically discuss the fact that a Supreme Court justice had an assassination attempt against him. And by the way, it was a pretty serious one. We're learning like the guy had like these protectors on his boots. So if he got inside the house of Brett Kavanaugh's home because he arrived there, remember, in a cab, that he wouldn't squish around, that he wouldn't make noise in the house. So to me, it is just, it's stunning, the deafening silence from the Democrats on the assassination attempt. And luckily, the guy was crazy and luckily also told the U.S. Marshals and 911 what he was planning to do. But he was outside the house and armed, loaded for bear. I mean, this is frightening. Can you imagine if it was a liberal justice? It would be front page news everywhere. And to me, this is so shameful that they have not gotten into that. And then we've got these protests all over the place. Merrick Garland, the attorney general, should be arresting these protesters, should be arresting groups that are putting out the home addresses and the school addresses of the kids of Supreme Court justices, because that's what happened over the weekend. And yet, no, the Democrats are just so focused on January 6th. It is all, let's talk about what happened almost two years ago, so whatever we can do to try to damage President Trump, that's all that matters. It's like Trump, 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 Trump. To me, this is so insane. What do you think, everybody? It's 
1-800-848-9222. This hearing so far, and I've watched all of it so far. I've been glued. I had my popcorn in my hand, and I was like, all right, let's see what they got. I Every time I had an open mind when I went the first time to see, is there going to be any bombshell? I thought the first one was not great at all. I thought it was a dud. This one, I will say, got a little bit better in terms of the production value, but it was all a bunch of selective editing, and they haven't proven anything to show that it was this grand conspiracy, that it was this major orchestrated effort from basically President Trump for weeks, you know, trying to figure out how is he going to, like, transform this election, and and that Trump knowingly, that he intentionally knew it was wrong, and yet kept going. We haven't seen that because we've only heard other people's opinion, but we've heard other people telling him the opposite. So we could say, I didn't want to listen to those people. I trusted these other people. And if you ask President Trump today, does he think the election was stolen? He would say yes. So that almost defeats their argument that they say he knew it was lost. And then he planned this for weeks upon weeks that there would be, quote, a coup and an insurrection on January 6th, that it was going to be this big riot and that he fueled the flames and that he was hoping there'd basically be a riot. You kind of have to prove all these different layers to get to the point of a crime. And then let's talk about hypocrisy. Jamie Raskin, as I mentioned, who's sitting there talking about how we can't wait to hopefully refer whatever they've learned here to the Department of Justice, which, by the way, already had decided not to prosecute President Trump on this. They already passed. So there has to be some new revealing bombshell that comes out of this to justify why they passed the first time and don't pass this time, right? So that's one thing. But Jamie Raskin is the same Jamie Raskin who said in 2016 that President Trump is illegitimate and he voted against certifying the electors for President Trump. But it's okay if they do it, you know, but God forbid a Republican does it. I mean, how ironic is that? Think about this. The same guy who was one of the most polarizing in this particular case, as did Adam Schiff, by the way, shifty Schiff. So the two of them and others, Democrats said President Trump isn't lawfully elected in 2016 and they refused to certify his election. Many of them didn't go to his inauguration. I was there covering it and they did. A lot of them did not go. They called him, quote, an illegitimate president. Right. They did that. And yet fast forward today, I wish my jaw just dropped as a student. They're saying, how dare a president say that the election, that another president is illegitimate or that the election is illegitimate, that it's wrong to criticize the legitimacy or integrity of an election. To me, that is such hypocrisy, guys. It is outrageous. But listen to Benny Thompson talking, and this is the chair, this is the Democratic chair of the House Committee today, and here's a little bit of his opening monologue soliloquy, which is a one-sided, because remember, the two Republicans are Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, who are Republican in name only. They hate President Trump. They're like, they're like I think, even more to the left than Adam Kinzinger, I mean, than uh, Adam Schiff and Jamie Raskin.
So this is such, this is not a hearing. This is not where the other side can present its view. It is so lopsided and such a bunch of politics. Take a listen. And the very least we should expect from any person seeking a position of public trust is the acceptance of the will of the people, win or lose. Donald Trump didn't. He didn't have the numbers. He went to court. He still didn't have the numbers. He lost. But he betrayed the trust of the American people. He ignored the will of the voters. He lied to his supporters and the country. And here's a little bit with Benny Thompson, a little back and forth, when he's asked if he thinks President Trump should be indicted, if there should be a referral. Now, Jamie Raskin and others have said, oh, yeah, we hope we intend to definitely refer something to DOJ. But Benny Thompson, take a listen to how he answered. Mr. Thompson, what is your personal opinion? Do you think that Donald Trump committed a crime and would you prefer that the Justice Department investigate him or even indicted him? Well, I prefer that we complete our work and share that work with the Department of Justice and uh, they will make that call after that. And Jonathan Turley, the great constitutional scholar, had this to say because it was so transparent. Today, everything was like, so Trump knew this and Yet he told you otherwise. He told you this. You told him that. Uh, here's what Trump. It was like, it was like, uh, like a two-year-old in a schoolyard, like throwing a spitball every five seconds at the other person, and the other person not being able to respond. But listen to how Jonathan Turley summed it up, even more eloquently. And this is a fairly common practice by the speaker. She muscles through to make sure that she gets the conclusion she wants. But I'm not too sure she's going to get the conclusion she wants. I mean, she may be singing to the choir on this one when people view this and say, wow, there's really not another side. It's not another side as to maybe the riot was good. The other side is more what was the cause? What should be the focus? Should we be um, spending as much time looking at security? And the other thing about that comes out of this hearing is that there is a lot of really brave and courageous figures here, Bill Barr being one of them. The system actually worked to some extent, but it depends who you're trying to convict. And I think that so far they're trying to convict Donald Trump of being a terrible person. That is a great line because that is what they're basically trying to say. Oh, he's a horrible person. You don't want to vote for him again, Republicans. Let's try to remove him. Let's try to get him out of the picture any way we can, because it will be better for us in midterms and in 2024. They're trying to do whatever they can. Meantime, by the way, everybody, later on here on the Rita Cosby Show, we're going to be talking with John Solomon, uh, the great investigative journalist from Just the News. He's going to join us in about 20 minutes or so to get his take on what he thought of the hearings. And also, he has a blockbuster exclusive basically showing that one of the allegations that came out today with the January 6th panel was basically a lie by the Democrats, and he can prove it. And he has some unique documents that basically show the Capitol Hill police refute what the Democrats are saying. And we're going to get to that. You don't want to miss that again in about 20 minutes here on the Rita Cosby Show. The number is 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Alice in Cincinnati. Alice, your thoughts on the hearing so far? 
Good evening, Rita. You stole some of my thunder when you uh, you mentioned that the defense doesn't didn't have a chance to ask questions. And then also, they're talking down to us. They must think the American people are stupid. And the sound bites and videos that they've used have been heavily edited. And no one, they, this is all, it's all regurgitated. I think we've heard all of this. Yeah, I, you know what, Alice? I didn't hear anything new either. I agree with you. I didn't hear anything new. And the other thing, you bring up a great point about the sound bites because it's like even when they played President Trump, you know, the famous uh, words that now we've heard so often that he said on January 6th at the at the rally, he said, everybody, you know, um, you know, you know, we're going to fight. We're going to do this or whatever, you know, but go peacefully and patriotically to the Capitol. So they they cut out the peacefully and patriotically. You know, it's like it's like the tweet last week, Alice, because last week Liz Cheney shows a tweet. I couldn't believe this. It was like pretty soon into her opening act on Thursday night. You know, she shows a tweet. She reads the tweet. And in the tweet, it basically was trying to show that President Trump didn't tell anybody to leave the Capitol, you know, when when they were rioting. Right. That he never told them to, quote, go home was her argument. And then. She puts the tweet up and the tweet says all this stuff, you know, and, you know, I feel like it was, you know, taken or whatever. Da, 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 da. And then the next line it is in it is go home. We love you. You're special. But it says go home, you know, go home, basically peacefully go home now. And she doesn't read. She reads up to the words. But anybody seeing the tweet is like, wait, 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 wait. You're telling me he never said go home in a tweet. And there it is. In the, his own words, but you just won't verbalize those words. I mean, to me, Alice, it's so disingenuous. What do you think? Yes, of course it is. And also taking up TV time, whether it's prime time or during the day, usually this is on a special cable channel and you choose to watch it if you wish. And this is a, this is a big dog and pony show. And I wonder what their ratings have been. Has anyone checked into that? Well, I know the opening night was about twenty million, which is okay. It's not super great um, if you look at you know the fact that it was prime time on all these different networks and all of their you know watching combined is X. I, it'll be interesting to see today because today was not prime time. You know, it was ten o'clock. You know, it started about ten fifteen, ten thirty. Uh, then there's going to be one on Wednesday, and there's going to be one on Thursday, and then next week. I, I think you know, I think. A lot of people are losing interest. I think the first night, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, let's tune in and see if there is anything, what they got. Um, Usually, I I would think the first night and the last night will probably, or the first and last day, we don't know if it's going to be primetime at the end there. Probably they'll try to get primetime at the end, but we'll see. But those are like, you know, okay numbers. They're not horrible numbers, but that's not, you know, that's not blockbuster. Because I think, Alice, a lot of people have tuned it out. A lot of people are worried about how they're going to gas their car. Um, and frustrated about border and so many other things. And they're like, uh, why do we need to see the same story that we all know already? What do you think, Al? Well, today were people complaining that they were missing their game shows and soap operas. 
Well, that was a soap <laughs> opera. By the way, that was a, that yes. was a, it was a game and it was a soap opera. So they yes. could have gotten both That's in good. one, Alice. <laughs> good. They did. Alice, thanks so much. Always love your calls. We'll continue with your calls, everybody. 800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, they won't forget about Trump, that's for sure, because they, do I know my songs or what, guys? All right, I, you got to give it to me here on the Rita Cosby Show when I name the songs. See, there it is, guys. All right. Well, they clearly are not forgetting about Trump in any shape or form. In fact, I think they like have Trump cereal for breakfast. They have a Trump salad for lunch. They have Trump soup for dinner. It's like Trump, 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 Trump. Anything they can do, they have clearly Trump-itis. At least the Democrats and the two kind of pseudo-Democrats, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, on the committee for January 6th. And that's all they did today. Today it was like all about politics. And I saw no new goods. I saw the same old story. And to me, this is just a political vendetta against President Trump. What are your thoughts, everybody? one 800 848 Let's go to Teddy on line eight. Teddy, your thoughts about this? Uh, good evening, Rita. Rita, I like you as a person. You're very personable, but your mind is warped. What do you mean we're out to get Trump? Teddy, wait, wait, wait. Teddy, that's like what you say when you go on a blind date and somebody says, how was the date? And they say, oh, God, he was so interesting. I knew you were coming for me, Teddy. I could hear it, but go ahead. <laughs> I am coming from you. Stan and I are brothers in in theory. Now, let me just say this to you. You have Attorney General Barr who said that he is crazy. You have his attorney, his main attorney, who didn't, who said he was wrong. Do not speak and say that you won the election, okay? And then... The, the guy that was on from Fox, who was fired from Fox because he spoke the truth. He spoke the truth, and he said there was no chance. You have a better chance of hitting the Powerball than Trump of winning. And then you have Giuliani, who was inebriated, okay, who told Trump to keep on going. What's wrong with you, Rita? What's, why are you in denial? Kinziger and Cheney have more integrity and honesty than the whole Republican Party because they stand by the truth. All right, Teddy, 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 you're losing your mind. So hold on one second, okay? Because you just brought up Bill Barr. So let me play a comment from Bill Barr because despite what Bill Barr told the president— And you had some points because, yeah, there were clearly a lot of people who were telling this president, don't go, you shouldn't go out there and make these claims. They didn't agree with it. But that's not what the issue is here. The issue is, did Trump knowingly, just because somebody tells you, you know, somebody could say, hey, guess what? You know, uh, today was a sunny day and it could be cloudy outside. And you could go, well, you know what? It looked kind of sunny, but it was pretty cloudy, too. It's his interpretation. And and as you pointed out, there were individuals who also told him otherwise. That's the case. You brought up Rudy Giuliani. There were other attorneys who told him otherwise. And so 
he clearly had a foundation to believe otherwise if other people told him that. You don't have to just because, don't you think there's selective editing? And in fact, I want to play a little bit from your idol, Bill Barr, because Bill Barr say at the end of the day, Trump didn't commit any crime. And you're probably going to go to the bathroom in your pants when you hear this one, Ted. Take a listen. Well, I haven't seen anything that that makes me think the president committed a crime. Uh, What's come out so far has generally been known before. There are a few things that were new. I think it's legitimate to, uh, to explore whether or not there was a plan to use violence to stop the vote. And if there was a plan... Uh, was the president involved? Uh, I haven't seen anything up to now that makes me think he was, and I personally doubt it. But I, I think that's, those are legitimate questions. Okay, Ted, so here's your idol. I haven't seen any evidence, and I doubt it. So that's what we're looking at right now. That's what these hearings are about. So at the end of the day, you can sit and talk all you want. You and Stan ramble like the rambling roses. You, you can say whatever you want, and I'll let you finish after the break. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love where we get to honor our great law enforcement, our men and women in blue. A powerful story coming from Jacksonville, Georgia where an off-duty Jacksonville Sheriff's officer is being hailed a hero for rescuing people from a vehicle that flipped over on a busy highway. Officer Anthony Lacadera helped save the day for a family of four, and its truck flipped on its side. I know any other good person would have stopped on the side of the road, he said. He said he is no hero. He was just at the right place at the right time. Lacadera, by the way, has been on the force for more than three years. He also got help from nearly 10 other drivers who also pulled over. Lacadera is also a scoutmaster. Now, he and his scouts with Troop 26 were on their way back from a week-long camping trip in Georgia, and they say that a vehicle driving in front of them on the interstate was switching lanes when one of the back tires blew. The driver lost control and flipped several times. So Lacadera immediately stopped and he took action by pulling two people out of the truck while gas was leaking and the vehicle was smoking. Now, the scouts who were there on the scene said they could not believe what they saw, how he ran so fast and was able to pull both of those people out and get everybody to safety. What an incredible story and a powerful story. And what a great lesson for those scouts that were there coming back from camping trip and to see somebody like that, their scoutmaster, uh, who is also, of course, a great law enforcement officer as well. And we always love backing the blue here on the Rita Cosby Show. Um, in just a second, I'm going to be joined by the great John Solomon investigative journalist. I just want to say that Teddy, who called in before the break, Boy, what a surprise. I said, hey, stay on after I showed him and I played the quote and comment from Bill Barr that Bill Barr doesn't see a crime so far in this case, that the evidence doesn't show it. And he doubts that there will be enough to have a criminal referral of President Trump, despite some of the comments at Bill Barr that they played in the deposition today in the hearing. Well, what a surprise. Teddy is man enough to call complain, but he's not man enough when he's presented with the facts. 
Boo-hoo-hoo. Teddy, you are like a little, little baby, but we love hearing from people like you, so keep the calls coming. Meantime, someone who is never a baby and always has the great scoop is our next guest, great investigative journalist, John Solomon. Um, John, first off, um, I want to get, because you have a great scoop, but I first want to have you, as we're just getting everybody's take on day two of the hearings, the January 6th hearings today, I said it just looked so political. Um, It was all about, like, sort of trying to, you know, slam Trump in any shape or form, and I didn't see anything new. And I, and I want to get to your great uh, scoop in a second. But overall, what were your thoughts on the hearing so far and especially today? Yeah, listen, I think uh, there was a flip in the script today because last week we were told that Donald Trump um, uh, basically instigated the Capitol riot and deserved responsibility for it. That doesn't hold up because the president four days earlier had authorized 20,000 troops to put down any violence. Why would he go instigate something he had already put the forces to put down? So today they they flipped the script to a different theory, which is uh, Donald Trump knew that he didn't really win the election, but he did the Stop the Steal show to make lots of money. His old goal was this was a fraud. It was a PT, you know a, um, a a fraud show, and it's a completely different uh, storyline than they were telling last week. So somewhere over the weekend they clearly flipped scripts, came to a different storyline. Uh, most Americans aren't are tuning out, right? They, uh, you can just tell these in the midst of record gas prices, record inflation, high crime in the big urban areas, and the wide open border. Uh, people are much more focused on their financial security, their futures, than they are about an event that occurred 18 months ago that most people have come to reconcile. A bunch of people acted badly that day and stormed the Capitol. So I'm not sure what the Democrats are getting out of this other than maybe feeding their base. Uh, but today, uh, the the, the storyline and the script shifted from where they were on Thursday. And I think that's, if nothing else, confusing to everyday Americans. Yeah. And I also think I watched all of it. I'm sure you watched a lot of it, John, too. I didn't see anything new and revealing. And just as you said, I felt like, and there was a great line that I just played from Jonathan Turley, who said that basically they're just trying to go after President Trump, that this is just basically, uh, he said Democrats are trying to convict Trump for being a terrible person, that that's sort of like whatever they can do is just to kind of slice into Trump or maybe try to get some of his followers to maybe not follow him anymore. So to me, it seems so politically calculated as opposed to something of substance, just as you said, tying to a crime. Yeah, and listen, most people expect a proceeding like this to be fair, meaning the defense gets to tell their side. They get to put on their own evidence. This is a one-sided show if there ever was one. And I had Congresswoman Claudia Tenney on my show today. She's from New York, of course. And she spent some time in her earlier adult life working in the communist country of Yugoslavia before the fall of the Soviet Union. And she said this reminded her of the old Soviet show trials, where uh, it really was just an effort to embarrass a political rival, putting on a fake show for the public to see. Everybody knows it's fake, but they are forced to watch it anyways. Uh, Interesting perception for someone who spent some time in communist Yugoslavia back at the time. So uh, they're, they're not scoring points. And quite frankly, as you know, tonight, one of their main allegations has now uh, fallen apart, and I think that that's going to further hurt the credibility of this committee. Yeah, so let's get to that, because you guys had a blockbuster, and it'll be interesting to see if anybody brings that up tomorrow. And some, of course, as you said, there isn't the other side to bring it up, but maybe in the hallways or something. Uh, but let's talk about this major blow that you guys got, and it comes actually from the Capitol Police records. Go ahead. 
It does. So the the current Capitol Police chief who got his job after January 6th was picked by the team that Nancy Pelosi has uh, installed, uh, told Congress today in a letter that the key allegation that the January 6th committee made a month ago, that there was a Republican congressman who led a group of January 6th protesters the day before on a casing operation, basically a surveillance operation to help everybody figure out how they would storm the Capitol. This is a very serious and outrageous allegation. It was made uh, by uh, uh, the chairman, Benny Thompson, and the vice chairwoman, uh, Lynn Cheney. So both of them put their name to a letter making this allegation against Congressman Barry Loudermilk. The Republicans have cried foul about this for quite some time. Chief Manger, uh, Tom Manger, the current police chief, uh, said his team reviewed all the su- security surveillance from January 5th and January 6th, uh, and they have determined that, one, Loudermilk never went to the Capitol. He was in some of the office buildings with some constituents, didn't even actually go to the Capitol, which, by the way, was one of the allegations, and that everything he did that day was nothing more than a normal constituent um, uh, visit, and that there was no evidence he was scouting or surveilling or uh, casing the joint for uh, a future attack on the Capitol. This blows a big hole. There was a lot of credibility that the January 6th committee put into this allegation. They put it in a letter. They went on CNN. They ginned this up all around the country. For a whole month, Congressman Loudermilk's name was dragged through the mud. Today, the Capitol Hill police chief, chosen by Nancy Pelosi's team, says it ain't true. Wow. And by the way, that really is interesting because on Wednesday, they already teased it today, as you know, at the end and basically said, we're going to show sort of this planned effort to undermine and to do the, you know, to sort of connect the dots, if you will. So it might have even been something that they were planning to spotlight on Wednesday of this week. It might have fit with some of the uh, criteria of the the plot, if you will. Um, And that, that blows a hole through it. But you know what's interesting, John Solomon? I'm not surprised because I feel like from day one, they have been selectively editing. I think they would have so much more credibility with the American public if they weren't sort of – it feels like they're throwing darts. And I brought up even the comment from, you know, Liz Cheney on day one. She had the tweet up. You know, this was last Thursday, and it said – and she said verbally, you know, Trump never told anybody to go home. Even while they were rioting, he was enjoying it. He never told them to go. And there you see in the tweet – and in the tweet, as you and I – and I, we knew he had said it, but but it's it's yeah. there in evidence. It says, go home. But she reads up to that line, and then she's like, okay, let's go. Let's move on. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, wait, 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 wait. You know, and it's the same thing with the peacefully and patriotically. Today, we saw the President Trump talking at the rally, and they picked, like, one word and another word, and it's like some of them weren't even in the same sentence – and then, yep. then they don't even get to the go peacefully and patriotically. They play like everything up to that point. And then they said, oh, he never wanted it to be calm. You know, are you kidding me? It, it, it's, you know, it's embarrassing and it's, it's incredibly insulting to the American intellect. Americans are far smarter than what this committee is giving the public uh, credit for. And it's going to backfire. Americans, they've seen this show before. Joe McCarthy gave us a version of this in the 1950s. And Adam Schiff and Benny Thompson and Lynn Cheney have revived the, the Joe McCarthy tactics, which is through innuendo, creative editing, suggestions, try to make someone look guilty when, in fact, the evidence doesn't back it up. And, you know, uh, we had uh, – I talked last week to uh, Alan Dershowitz. is a Democrat, lifelong Democrat, voted for Joe Biden in 2020. He did not vote for uh, Donald Trump. 
He said that he's watched every word of the president's speech. There is no evidence of incitement. He said, in fact, Chuck Schumer's comments about the uh, Supreme Court justices on abortion were much more closer to incitement than uh, than what Donald Trump said. Uh, you know, people all across all political spectrums are, are just laughing this off. And the only sad thing is the Democrats running the show don't know what they look like to the American people. They don't realize how damaging making an allegation against Laud- uh, Congressman Laudermilk is when it falls apart. Last November, I broke a story that they had accused uh, NYPD Commissioner uh, Bernie Carrick uh, of attending a meeting in uh, Washington on January 5th in which they plotted to overthrow the um, uh, the election results. I got phone records and toll booth records. Bernie Carrick wasn't even in Washington. He was in New York that day. They had apologized to him. This is how sloppy, this is how dishonest this investigation has been. I've covered a lot of great congressional investigations, Iran-Contra, through all the Whitewater stuff, through uh, an impeachment. This is the most poorly run and mo- most inaccurate investigation I've ever seen run in Congress. Yeah, this is not, uh, what is it, Columbo. This is not that. Yeah, you know, It's more like all. Get Smart. More like Get Smart. Exactly. <laughs> Where he, picks up, he picks up the shoe, right? And he makes the call. Exactly. <laughs> yes, Adam, Adam Schiff has a shoe phone. That'll be the next thing. Exactly. So. John, this is great work. Thank you very, Thank very you. much. And everybody, check out John's great work, justthenews.com and Also, Jay Solomon reports also on Twitter, always has great, great stuff. Good to have you here, John. Thank you. Thanks, Rita. Have a great night. Thank you. You too, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to JC on line seven in PA. Go ahead, JC. Hey, first of all, where did Stan and Teddy go to uh, college? They go Wacko University? Yeah. Those two guys, they're not even credible on anything. And, And... if, and by the way, by the way, don't you like that he calls up, complains, I let him speak, and then I said, here, let me play what Bill Barr said. He's idolizing Bill Barr, so I just played some words from his idol, and suddenly he's not available anymore. What a surprise when he's presented with the facts. Wow, wow, wow. Go ahead, JC. I want a couple of words for him. So anyway, I agree. I agree. Now, by the way, is that for Teddy or Stan or both of them together? Both, both of them. Both, okay. But it's, no, that's for, that's for Teddy. Stan, Stan would you stay on the phone. He'd come back. Yes. He'd argue. He'd make no sense, but he would do it. I like Stan, he, but he's just he's and, totally off base. By the way, and I like I like both of them. I welcome I welcome calls of all kind. But you're right. Stan so far has shown a lot more fortitude. But go ahead. <laughs> Couple of, couple of quick points. Hopefully, the preempting has has preempted Whoopi and jo, Joan uh, Joy Behar show because they are terrible. And the thing she said the other day about gun violence—did you see that clip? Yes, that? yes. When she turned uh. around. Yes, that was unbelievable. We turned around to one of the black hosts. Well, you know when they'll get rid of guns when black people have guns. First of all, that was so rude and so racial to say. And second of all, how many black people in the inner cities, cities, black, not black people, I'll correct myself, black criminals in the inner city that have guns. But anyway, getting back to the January 6th. So first of all, this is, this is the January 6th itself was like a dream ring circus. One ring was in Congress where they're doing the votes. The other ring was, was, at Congress outside with the Capitol Police and and the protesters and whatever and the little bit of riot is the third the third the third ring 
okay, uh, was the rally with Trump. The rally was completely in a different place. The people that were at the Capitol were already at the Capitol. So they're trying to make it like there was this big caravan from the rally. Let's go get the White House. It didn't happen that way. Nothing like it. And far as Benny, this is an editorial. It's a kangaroo court. It's an editorial. Benny, Benny Thompson, whatever his name is, but, uh, he's unbelievable. And, he, and, and Trump had his Trump had his uh, day in court, and he was proved wrong. They didn't prove anything. They wouldn't listen to him. The Democrats would not listen to him. The judges would not take it up. Supreme Court would not take it up. People ignore it. But the American people know what happened that day, not that day, November 6th, and the, the, the evidence is still coming out. You believe it or not, okay, there's plenty of evidence. There's some, uh, there's some investigations by the Yuma um, County sheriffs right now on the on the legislators that was in charge of the Board of Elections. And, and, and by the way, J.C., and J.C., too, that if you asked President Trump today, was the election stolen? His answer would be yes. And was he told it by some individuals? Yes. Were they attorneys? Yeah. You know, just because it's, it's again, sort of the selective that they were playing people who didn't feel that way because they're only doing one side. Boy, you know, I feel like they're doing such a disservice to the American public, as you're addressing, too, so eloquently, J.C., um, and I hear your passion. I love it. Um, but it's like they're doing such a disservice to the American public by not being able to present the other side. Because all I kept thinking about, like, today is how great it would have been had it really been a bona fide other side in there asking the questions. Well, you know, so-and-so said it correct. So-and-so said it correct. So-and-so, you, maybe you said that, but so-and-so said this. Imagine if there were a whole other set of witnesses that were in there. Imagine if there was other videotape that was in there or if the full clips were played. Uh, I mean, it's just a whole other ball game and asking the right kind of questions. I, again, you know, if this was this major plotting and planning, you know, as you just heard John Solomon, you know, discussing, first off, they made a, they they basically lied. The committee said that this congressman, Republican Congressman Barry Loudermilk, led a group of protesters on a recon mission the day before the riots. And it was such a blatant lie that the Capitol Police chief, who was put there by Nancy Pelosi, he had to write a letter today saying that ain't true, that they looked at all the footage and that guy just was going to work at one part of the Capitol. He wasn't even in the cap- in the actual like Capitol building, but he was in other little side buildings and there was no evidence of any recon. He was doing his basic work. I, I mean, it's like staggering. This was like the worst planned uh, riot. They they didn't come with guns. They didn't. And the and President Trump, as we know from many people said that he had asked for the National Guard to come. So uh, you're going to ask for the National Guard, but you want to have an overthrow of the Capitol? Does that make any sense to anybody who's above first grade? This is, like, poorly planned. If this is a, if this is their great theory, I don't see anything. 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And 
It is A Shot in the Dark, which is basically should be the theme song for these hearings and the Democrats because it's like, oh, let's try this one. Let's try this one. And through it all, Jamie Raskin is holding nothing back, but he seems, sounds like the same old whiny Democratic theme song. Take a listen. Donald Trump must have known it was a big lie, unless, as uh, William Barr put it, he was detached from reality. But we're going to assume that the president of the United States uh, was connected to reality. And in that case, he had to listen to the attorney general of the United States, all of the White House lawyers, the campaign lawyers, the campaign advisors. They were all telling him the same thing. It was over. He had lost the election. And he goes out instead and says the opposite, that he had won the election. But not everybody was telling him that. Only the few that the Democrats were playing today since the Republicans don't have their side. And he's still the president. He can decide whatever he'd like and listen to whichever advisors he chooses to and ignore which other advisors he would like to as well. Here's a little bit more from Rousey, Jamie Raskin. There's an insanity defense uh, at the federal level, um, but... Uh, as far as I know, President Trump has never asserted an insanity defense to any of this. I mean, he continues to say that he won the election. I think that we have ended that lie with our first uh, two hearings. I think America understands Donald Trump lost the election. Joe Biden won it by more than 7 million votes. And everything else is just disinformation, propaganda and conspiracy theory. Oh, like what they were showing was not just theory. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Alex on line six. Alex, your thoughts about uh, what you have heard from the very partisan Democratic hearing so far. Yeah, I thought it was a disaster. But uh, and, and today they also played recordings from testimonies from, you know, people that were testifying behind closed doors. So what's to stop them from cutting you know, sound bites out that they that fits for them. But what they don't want us to hear, they didn't play in the open hearings that they had today. But also, I want to address Teddy. This guy, you know why? I, th- I think he hung up on you for two reasons. Because you gave him a good answer with Bill Barr, but also because you ran out of steam. The guy was watching CNN today, and he heard three things. He heard that Rudy Giuliani was completely drunk. He heard that Bill Barr said that Trump was wrong. And he also heard that Fox called Arizona for Joe Biden and said that Trump has no chance of winning this election. So then when you call him back on and you say you could come back after the break, he ran out of steam. He doesn't have anything to say. And this is why Democrats, there, there are no liberal talk shows, talk radio shows, because they're very limited with their content. They're all about, you know, the same talking points. Imagine a version of 2022 talk radio, liberal talk radio. It would be January 6th, January 6th the whole time. And, uh, you know, on a talk radio show, 80 percent of the time you don't have guests on. So they would just have to repeat the, th- the thing, the January 6th game a whole time. And which is what we're root. right, right, which, which is exactly what they were doing today. And it's like, you know, the thing that's amazing, Alex, and this is one thing um, that we're going to talk about in the next few minutes, too, as well. First, I want to keep hearing your thoughts about the hearing, if you feel the same way as Alex and I do, because I agree with you, Alex, very much. Um, but also the fact that at the same time, that they're talking about, oh, we're so worried about what happened in these threats on January 6th. Meanwhile, you've got a Supreme Court justice who had an assassination attempt against his life last week. 
And the Democrats aren't saying anything about it. President Biden has not verbally condemned it. I mean, to me, this is just so transparent that if they like the victim, then they'll call it out. What a bunch of hypocrites. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. So over the weekend, we heard details that Amy Coney Barrett, of course, another one of the big Supreme Court justices, one of the other conservatives, of course, on the bench. Well, we're hearing now that this group called Ruth Sent Us, which put out all the addresses of the Supreme Court justices, the conservative ones after the leak, remember? And, of course, the guy who showed up to kill Brett Kavanaugh said that he saw his address online. And this group put it out there. I mean, it's just it's despicable and it's horrible. Well, now it turns out that they did the same thing to her. And basically, they also put out the address of her church. They also put out the address of her kid's school. We know that they've marched in front of her house. They've marched in front of his house. I mean, this is outrageous. This is outrageous. And especially after there was this assassination attempt and a very serious one against Brett Kavanaugh's life last week. The guy showed up with a gun and with also a hammer and a crowbar and a knife and ammo and all this other stuff, takes a taxi, wears black, shows up at the house, was ready to kill him, sees the U.S. Marshals. But this is serious stuff. And to me, it is so clear that if the Democrats saw that it was against a liberal justice, they would be going crazy. They'd be arresting the people that are just protesting outside the house. They'd be going after the group that was leaking out their home addresses. They would be doing so many things. And yet, This administration has basically been pretty close to silent. There was like a little statement that went out, oh, this shouldn't happen. But President Biden hasn't said anything. And in fact, if anything, he's been talking about how there will be probably, quote, a mini revolution if Roe v. Wade gets overturned and it goes back to the states, if that decision comes out. He's not coming out and like pounding his fist and saying, you've got to protect our Supreme Court justices. The White House isn't doing it either. It is outrageous, and it's so bad, and the double standard is so bad that even Bill Maher had this to say about how the national media basically buried this story. And, in fact, New York Times put it, like, way back in their paper. None of the Sunday shows other than Fox News Sunday actually talked about the assassination attempt and how important it is to protect our Supreme Court justices. So the other ones didn't even touch it. How outrageous is that? Take a listen to what Bill Maher had to say. The point I would agree with is the New York Times buried this. Yeah, it was like a tiny thing below the fold. If this had been a liberal Supreme Court justice that someone came to kill, it would have been on the the front page. And that's what's so disappointing about a paper like the New York Times. Because they just wear their bias on their sleeves. And they if it's not part of something that feeds our narrative, it. Yeah. 
blanket. At least he says what he thinks. And that's true. How sad is that? That is so sad that they won't even address it. And yet they're talking about security on January 6th, rehashing old news to score political points, but won't speak out about defending a Supreme Court justice because he's conservative and the other ones that are being targeted now are conservative. That, to me, is outrageous. This is what Jim Jordan had to say because he pointed out that there has been legislation that has been sitting on Capitol Hill's desk in the House for about a month asking to protect these justices. It went through the Senate. It's supposed to go through the House, and it's not going anywhere yet. And Nancy Pelosi, when she was asked about it, was like, you know what? Nothing's going to happen to them over the weekend. We're going to get to it soon. But, boy, she can't wait to go after President Trump and rehash January 6th. But yet they won't do anything to protect a Supreme Court justice. I mean, this is scary stuff. This, to me, is so disgustingly political. And listen to what Jim Jordan had to say about it. Their effort to intimidate the United States Supreme Court is so intense that they won't even pass this legislation, legislation that passed the Senate unanimously. Every Democrat supported that legislation, and they won't bring it up in light of the fact now that we had an assassination attempt on the sitting justice, a sitting justice of the United States Supreme Court. That, to me, is stunning, that they still won't rush it through. They won't come out and condemn it. And, in fact, a number of Democrats have been like, well, you know, people are speaking out their mind. They're peaceful. Are you kidding me? The guy showed up planning to seriously kill the Supreme Court justice. And we're waiting any day for the decision to come down on this Roe v. Wade case. And if it comes down like the leak looked, and they don't even look like they're really going after the leak. That's the other thing, too. But if it goes down the way that it looked like in the leak, this is scary stuff. And if you don't rein this in now, they should have reined it in the minute any sort of threat happened. They could go out there and arrest all those protesters. They arrested the guy because he turned himself in and said, here's what I'm planning to do. But you know that there are so many crazy people out there that are so angry at the potential of Roe v. Wade. And as we just were talking about, you know, it looked like the comments that Schumer made. And Elizabeth Warren and a lot of other people were getting definitely the emotions riled up. I think a lot more than some of the comments President Trump made on January 6th. And yet they want us to ignore all that. But you know, if it was like Sonia Sotomayor or somebody else like that, they would be going crazy. And instead, all the left can talk about is the same old stuff. Like January 6th. Here is Benny Thompson today. He's the chairman. And this is what he said during the hearing today, because all they can talk about is Trump, 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 Trump. Let's forget about a threat to a Supreme Court justice's life like that doesn't matter. But let's just try to get undermine Trump again. This morning, we'll tell the story of how Donald Trump lost an election and knew he lost an election. And as a result of his loss, decided to wage an attack on our democracy, an attack on the American people by trying to rob you of your voice in our democracy, and in doing so, lit the fuse that led to the horrific violence of January 6th, when a mob of his supporters stormed the Capitol sent by Donald Trump to stop the transfer of power. And yet, no reference to somebody 
who was trying to undermine the Supreme Court justice and try to kill him. No reference to all the people that have been protesting and saying horrible things outside their house. No reference to the fact that a group, even after the assassination attempt, still put out the address of Amy Coney Barrett, also her kids' school, as I said, and also her church. I mean, this is unbelievable. And they also protested this weekend, too, outside a number of the conservative justices, which is illegal. But yet this attorney general won't even make a reference to it. It is shocking. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Jacqueline on line six. Jacqueline, your thoughts. Go ahead. Hi, Rita. You know, this debacle cost the taxpayers over $8 million. I think we should all get a tax refund. You had mentioned also before Jamie Raskin, this goes all the way back to 2000 when he wanted the Electoral College to be dismantled. They've been crying like a bunch of babies going back to the Bush-Gore election, and they haven't stopped. And in my opinion, this is uh, Obama's third term. This goes all the way back to when all that started with Flynn. Flynn had all the dirt on all of them, the CIA, the FBI, everything, everything that Obama did to destroy this country and sell us out with regard to the Middle East. And when President Trump brought him on to his administration, that was the beginning of the end. They were not going to let that happen. They were not going to let General Flynn destroy all of them and let all of the truth come out. But you know what? The truth does come out eventually. So where do you see this headed? I mean, what, what do you think? Do you think the hearings, it's just going to be like, all right, let's see where, you know, it, it's going to be more of the same, clearly one-sided. You, you know what the other thing that's interesting, Jamie? You brought up some great, uh, Jacqueline, you brought up some great points about the uh, double standard because you're right. Uh, Jamie Raskin did want to get rid of the Electoral College. He's probably going to try to do that again on this one and say, oh, this is the reason why we want to, you know. Um, and also... He also said that President Trump was illegitimate. Remember in 2016, Jacqueline? Well, I think this also goes back to when President Trump was the first one to question Obama's legitimacy due to his uh, birth certificate. I still believe that he was the first illegitimate president. Um, And as far as the January 6th issue is concerned, these demon rats knew that the last obstacle that they had to overcome was Senator Cruz bringing to the floor with the congressman the um, mechanism to oppose the continuation of the count of the electorate. And all they had to do, they infiltrated that crowd with their rioters to upset the whole thing so that that couldn't come to fruition. That was the last obstacle they had to overcome, and they did it. Yeah, and you know what's interesting like you said, they're clearly still worried about President Trump because it's like like it's like to me, it was like they spent the whole day, I think, trying to discredit him, trying to give a reason for people to say, oh, gosh, well, maybe I shouldn't vote for him next time. Like as opposed to saying, here's here's the you know, the allegations. Here's the this step. Here's where we should go from here. Here's the lessons that are learned. They don't care about any of that. They just want to, like, try to politically put any sort of a dagger into Trump from a political perspective. Um, and, and yet they want us to believe that, like, I mean, it is so one-sided. And that's why, I mean, if I were 
the Republicans. I mean, they're, you know, they're talking about it. But if I were them, I would do the alternate hearings right afterwards. You know, I would I would just say, OK, here's what you heard today um, in this one hour news conference afterwards. Here's where they're wrong on X, X and X next day. You know, like, you know, create the sort of like, uh, you know, the, the side that they won't let them present in the in the chamber. Let them present it outside. You know, don't you think? They should do exactly that. And as you correctly pointed out, they have been splicing and dicing these videotapes. And they're not showing the whole picture. They didn't show the uh, people, groups of individuals changing their clothes outside the Congress building. They didn't show the footage of people mixed in among the peaceful protesters who were trying to incite people to go into the Capitol. And those peaceful protesters kept saying, no, 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 we're not going in. We're not going in there. We don't want to do that. We want to, you know, just make our... our, uh, you know, uh, being upset and discontent with this whole situation known. You know, they didn't. They also didn't show the video footage of the self-proclaimed BLM revolutionary filming Ashley Babbitt's murder. There's 40,000 hours of closed-circuit TV footage from the Capitol still under lock and key. Maybe because they're hiding proof that would expose their evil plot. Well, well, if you listen to how they're selectively editing even the comments... I wouldn't be surprised, just like you said, they they don't want to show anything that provides any balance or any perspective or anything that would put them under the microscope, don't you think? I mean, Jacqueline, it's pretty transparent. Not at all. all. And as you said, Rita, in my opinion, they are so terrified on both sides, the rhinos and the demon rats. They are so terrified of Donald Trump, the best president that we've had in recent history, cleaning up the swamp and doing a good job because he truly loves this country, they are going to any and all lengths to try to destroy him and eliminate him as a 24 candidate. Yeah, that's what this is all about. Uh, Jacqueline, thank you very, very much. Uh, Let's go to Stan on line five. Go ahead, Stan. What do you think? Well, that smelled up the room with that line of garbage. Man, whoa, I got to take a spray. What, that you, was unbelievable. what, Jacqueline, you didn't like what she had to say? She t- I've heard her on another show. I mean, she sprays it out. She also, she, look, she's still fighting the Obama thing that he was illegitimate. If that isn't racist, I don't know what is. She also states once that the, dr- uh, the shots that were given for stay focused Stan, she has a right to her, she Let's has go. a right to her opinion just Absolutely. like you do so go ahead she, stay focused. she doesn't have a right to, to non-truths okay she lies but go ahead let's talk about what today happened anyway let's talk about 250 million dollars ooh that Danny Wani collected now, I would suspect many of the people that call... Are you talking about uh, Donald Trump? Is yeah, the saying? $250 okay. million I, I, he I, Not her Donnie Wani. That's why I was a new one. That's, <laughs> well, yeah, that's a new one, Stan. we got to have a little fun reading. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's, little, that's a new one. Okay, anyway, I'll but, give you that. Uh, <laughs> we got to get a little laugh, so we'll go out of our minds. You know exactly. That. Anyway, so the 250 he asked his loyal people, minions, to send in to help him in the, uh, going after the elect to see if they election. Of course... Never was spent very much. Most of the people that call your program probably sent money. You got taken. You got hoodwinked, folks. You got uh, by the greatest well, con man there is. So, Stan, oh. Stan, two things. First off, every single party does do that at these different moments. And, in fact, by the way, um, the Democrats also raised a lot of money after January 6th because they used it for their political advantage. You know, so so both sides – Use that for their political advantage. And there were people 
who, just like those who showed up on January 6th because they were passionate about the president that wanted to see him fight this. And obviously he wanted to fight it, too. Um, So, you know, so the fundraising thing to me, I'm not surprised that he raised that much money afterwards because there were a lot of people who were very upset at the way the decision went. And then there were a lot of people who were upset about January 6th and they donated to the Democrats. You know, so so both sides do that, Stan. That that to me is not. The point is, Rita, the point is this. What about the $250 million? He still got it. He didn't spend anything, very little, on the courts and so forth. He gave it to Julian, what's her name, Guilfoyle? 60000 for a speech for two minutes from that money. He didn't care about it. He hoodwinked his own people. He's been doing that for years. He's the biggest con there has been in 35 years in this, in this situation. He's the worst. I mean, he conned them out. He's laughing all the way to the bank. Well, so, don't you think, by the, let me just say to you, don't you think the Democrats, I mean, today, they are so selectively editing parts, Stan. And that's why it's like, like nobody knows what to believe because the other side isn't in there to defend themselves. There's This to me is, this is like a, like a show trial. I mean, it really is. This is like, here's, you know, anybody could go out there and say, hey, you know, I could take what you just said and, like, pick and choose a few little words, and then God isn't Stan the world's worst person. And if you're not there to defend yourself, how are you going to, you know, it it is so unbalanced. So much of it is out of context. And we've already seen, by the way, John Solomon, who was on earlier, already showed that they lied. They basically said in a letter, oh, uh, this congressman was doing a recon mission. I mean, what an allegation with protesters to plan the riot. And the Capitol Police said, what you said about me is absolutely not correct. There was no evidence. So, you know, uh, to me, they're really picking and choosing. This is just so partisan, and it's crazy. Uh, Stan, but I love you, Stan, and I'm going to think of what it was, a Donnie Wani. so thank you. That's a good one, Stan. We'll continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 800-848-9222. This is The Rita Cosby Show. are talking about the hypocrisy that the Democrats can't stop talking about. Whoa, that was an abrupt. <laughs> can't stop talking about January 6th. It's like Trump, 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 Trump. But on the other hand, they are not talking whatsoever about the assassination attempt against Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh and the fact that these groups are still protesting and threatening them. Well, take a listen. This is Congresswoman Nancy Mace of South Carolina, and she's calling out the Democratic leaders for their hypocrisy. Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden, they're not doing anything to protect this institution. The judicial branch is the third branch of government. We have something called the Constitution. We have laws. We should follow them. And we should be protecting our justices, no matter their political bent. And that's not what's happening today. Mm -hmm. No, that is certainly not what's happening today. Let's go to Al on line eight. Go ahead, Al. Your thoughts about the hearing so far and the double standards in terms of they're not even speaking about Brett Kavanaugh and they're not condemning this. I mean, it's horrible. Yeah, Rita, uh, thank you uh, for taking my call. You know, I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, I applaud the U.S. Marshals. I believe that's the uh, law enforcement agency 
that overseas protection uh, for the uh, for the uh, justices. Justice yep, absolutely. And the associate justices. Yep. So I just want to applaud them for being proactive uh, to foil this plot against the uh, associate justice Kavanaugh. And I believe soon, if it hasn't already occurred, which it hasn't, but. I think in a matter of weeks, the uh, moderate Democrats and the Republicans in the Senate who oversee passing the legislation, I, th- I think they'll do the right thing here and make sure that the uh, chief justice and the associate justices and their families have the protection that uh, is warranted. Well, why wait? Why wait, Al? But that's my point. Is yeah, like when you have no, something – yeah. and, and I would – you know, I'm a street shooter. If I saw any Supreme Court justice being threatened or any judge, I, I would just go crazy. I would just say this is, this is not right. You need to, like, act quickly and condemn it and make sure that somebody else doesn't do a copycat. Why would you have legislation sitting in the House for over a month? Um, that's what is like the fact that they're dragging their feet. Why would you wait? We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, where we honor great men and women in the military, and I use the word women because... There is a heavy focus on women in Indianapolis, Indiana, in our Support Our Heroes segment tonight. For the third year, Hoosiers designated June 12th yesterday as Women Veterans Recognition Day. This day shines a light on their service. By the way, there are nearly 2 million living women veterans now in the United States. And a ceremony was held yesterday at the Veterans of Foreign Wars post on the west side of Indianapolis. In the veteran community, one of the veterans said, female veterans Lisa Wilkin, she says it's understood and we want to be treated like a brother. The words respect and veteran are inextricably linked to our country and women currently make up about 10 percent of the overall veteran population. And Wilkin also further said, all too often our services are invisible. We're mistaken as the spouse or the daughter of a veteran rather than the veteran ourselves. And she said, women have always proudly served and have always wanted to serve their country and have been willing to take the oath, just like our male counterparts. And how beautiful uh, that they were recognized yesterday in Indiana and I know in many other places across the country. Really beautiful. And we always love our wonderful Support Our Heroes segment here on the Rita Cosby Show. Well, we're talking about the January 6th hearings. It was day two today. Uh, luckily, not another prime time. I don't know if I can handle it, but I was watching it because I said, look, I got to see where it goes. Let's see where this one leads today. What kind of darts are they going to throw today? And here is a little bit of Benny Thompson because, again, all he talked about was Trump, Trump, Trump. It shows they are really worried, worried, worried. And the very least we should expect from any person seeking a position of public trust is the acceptance of the will of the people, win or lose. Donald Trump didn't. He didn't have the numbers. He went to court. He still didn't have the numbers. He lost. But he betrayed the trust of the American people. He ignored the will of the voters 
He lied to his supporters and the country. But Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida said, you know what, while they're talking about, quote, uh, insurrection at the Capitol, he said, let me tell you what he thinks is a real insurrection. And he used the example of the fact that the attorney general and other people are not exercising their power and protecting the Supreme Court justices and that so many people are now out there protesting. And there were a number of pretty vocal protests even outside the Supreme Court and outside a number of justices' homes this weekend, again, after the assassination attempt last week. I mean, that's saying there was an assassination attempt where a guy comes loaded for bear to go after Brett Kavanaugh, and they're still allowing protesters all over the place because they're protesting their position. And now the National Guard's on standby, basically waiting because the decision could come down any day. It's expected usually these decisions come down typically, usually on Monday or Tuesday. Usually they typically come down uh, early in June. There's some supposition that because of all the dynamics here that maybe they may. Obviously, they didn't come down today. We'll see if there's a chance it comes down later this week. We'll see if it comes down early next week. Uh, there's a chance they could bring it over a little bit into July just because of all the tensions and everything else. But this is scary stuff now. And yet, guess what? The Democrats don't want to talk about it. And Ron DeSantis said, you know what? This is really an insurrection. If you look at the way the protesters are fanatical to the point where somebody planned to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh, take a listen. I think that we have a rule of law in this country, and you don't get to just have a mob descend on a Supreme Court justice's house or try to impede the operations of government because there may be a decision you don't like. Uh, that would be considered an insurrection to stop a court from functioning, uh, and yet they seem to be able to get away with a lot more uh, than if the shoe were on the other foot. So uh, I think it's been really uh, problematic to watch the behavior there. And this is how Judge Janine phrased it. She said, you know, it's not just the attorney general. It's also the mainstream media, which barely covered the Brett Kavanaugh attempt last week. And nobody mentioned it on the Sunday shows except Fox News Sunday. Take a listen. You know, it is it really is shocking that we're in a situation where, number one, the attorney general of the United States, you know, just pays word homage to the idea that, oh, these things are a de- destruction to democracy when he won't arrest the people who are clearly violating the federal statute, 18 U.S.C. 1507. He could arrest all of those people in front of their homes, uh, but they won't do it. And the mainstream media is complicit. And the mainstream media is complicit, she believes. And boy, the silence is deafening. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stephen on line eight. Go ahead, Stephen, your thoughts. Hello, I like your show very much. I have three thoughts. One is Trump doesn't need the presidency. He, he has $6 billion has 1% interest in the bank, he makes 20 times as much as the presidential salary. Everybody assumes that the presidential job is good because it's paid well. He lost a lot of money while he was president, and he gave his salary to to charity. You know what, that's a great, Stephen, Stephen, by the way, that's an interesting point, you're right. He made a lot more money before he was president. 
Uh, unlike Barack Obama, who didn't make that much because he was a community organizer before he was president. That's a great, great point. Let's go to Dave, line seven. Go ahead, Dave, your thoughts. Hey, Rita. Hey, Dave, what do you think? Uh, I'm against uh, the fact that those idiots went to that judge's house, but you're not going to convince me uh, to vote for Trump if, uh, when he, assuming he decides to re- uh, run again. Dave, I'm, I'm not convincing you to, to vote for anybody. I'm just presenting the facts. Every time you bring up Trump, it's uh, that he didn't do anything wrong with regard to the January 6th thing. You're just fanning the flames that, that, uh, and, every, and opening, uh, pouring salt on a wound for a lot of people that the thing with COVID started on the Trump. This thing about the chip shortage. Is, all right, David, hang on. David, two things. First of all, I'm not sure what Kool-Aid you're drinking, but one is... First off, the the COVID started under Trump. What do you think he created it? Uh, don't you think? Don't you think that the fact that uh, you know he tried to do what he could and he did the Operation Warp Speed that teed it up for President Biden? Uh, I mean, I mean, sat there and didn't take it seriously. That's why we have this problem. Dave, Dave, how many countries? Dave, how many countries around the world? Have had COVID every and look, Biden said as soon as he took office, you sound like President Biden because President Biden on the campaign trail said, "Gosh, as soon as I become president, you know, uh, he didn't get this COVID under control. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. He didn't do it. It's it's a very complicated problem. And in fact, a lot of the things that he was saying back then now are proving to be right. But also, as far as January 6th, I didn't like it, Dave. I've come right out. By the way, I hated to see people going into our Capitol. I hated to see anybody that was committing any violence against the police officers. I hate any of that. But I also hate hypocrisy, too. And there is clearly hypocrisy on the other side, too. The fact that they're not saying anything. There was a guy showing up at a Supreme Court justice's house and the mainstream media doesn't like seem to even want to acknowledge it. And Merrick Garland is not condemning it. He's not arresting protesters and people who are putting out their addresses and the addresses of their kids' schools and their churches. I mean, don't you think there's something? I mean, if you're going to be fair, you got to be fair on all sides. You can't just selectively pick uh, who you're going to condemn and who you can't condemn. Dave, uh, what are your thoughts on that? What he did on January 6th. End of story. Hello? Yeah, hello. I hear you, Dave. But you know what? End You're of, not going to convince Dave, me to Dave, vote for Trump. I'm not Don't asking you. He didn't do anything Dave, illegal. A Dave, lot of people Dave. don't see it's going to come out that he did do something illegal. Guess what? Guess what? What about Hunter Biden? If you really want to start playing that game, I'll, I, you know, uh, we, we can go a long time because those videos that Hunter Biden had, has done, it would make uh, would make a porn star blush. I mean, those are that's that's you know there's there's a lot of questions out there, Dave. Your your guy is not like you know popping through the lilies, and you know I don't have a dog in this race. I just try to expose hypocrisy, and so you got to look at all sides, my friend. But I appreciate the call, Dave. It's always good. Let's go to Solomon in Toronto. Go ahead, Solomon. Oh yes, and uh, Canada. The only reason we're open is because of the. Uh, Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, which is because of Operation Warp Speed. I think Trump healed too many people with Operation Warp Speed, and now we need to nail him to the cross. I think that's why he healed too many people, Rita. Oh, isn't that? But but if you listen to Dave, like he makes it sound like Trump was going around infecting people. 
Like he forgets the Operation Warp Speed. He forgets like he made he forgets that it didn't originate like in Trump's house. Like he thinks like Trump was like, you know, creating COVID or something. I mean, I mean, this is crazy. You know, it's and again, the hypocrisy is unbelievable. Solomon, you know, what What do you think? You're in Toronto. What are they looking? What do they think of the January 6th hearings? I haven't had it. What do you think of what are the thoughts there in Canada on it? To be honest, everyone around here lately is just we're really happy to be open and everywhere is opening and everywhere there's concerts everywhere. Everyone's happy. And, and the whole reason we're open is because of Operation Warp Speed. And and despite whatever you there's a lot of hatred out there, I guess, against Trump. And uh, it's sad because it's a. Uh, because he tried his best, he the, the whole world was faced with this pandemic. He tried his best, and and you know what? The only reason we're open is because of Donald Trump, whether you like it or not. And and and, and about a year ago, approximately a year ago to today, a woman went on the uh, cable news in the states and said, uh, "We need to figure out how to deprogram the Trump supporters somehow." We love our president because he he came out with Operation Warp Speed and healed and got the country open again. Come on. We need to support our president. Thank you very much, Solomon. It's great to hear all sides. I love hearing all sides on the show. Let's go to Steve in New Jersey on line three. Go ahead, Steve. Your thoughts. Hi. I think we're doing a disservice to America by calling this a show trial. It's really just a show. There's no trial involved at all. And for that matter, there should be some credits before and afterwards. I haven't watched the show, this show, but there should be some uh, main credits, like brought to you by the Democrat Party, uh, paid for by America, hopefully not bought by America. And uh, that's what I would say about this whole entity. That's a great point, because it should be like like almost like the Oscars. Like, And in fact, today, I will say, I thought was pretty well produced, because they went to a lot of clips, and they selectively picked. And it takes a lot of work to, like, get the eight words that work for them and cut out all the others. And And you know the thing is, Steve, it would have so much more credibility if, indeed, You know, they had the other side out there because I think there are some legitimate questions. I'd like to know about the security issues. And half the time you're looking and you go, I wish there could be like a disclaimer underneath to say this is not correct. This is a lie. This is correct. I mean, to siphon fact from fiction, you know, so far I've seen a lot of things that's fiction. And I've seen a lot of facts that we already knew. I haven't seen anything that that's moved the dial. What about you, Steve? Well, it should be called a mini-series, and there should be some theme song along with that. Would it be like Bozo the Clown or something like that? (laughs) I don't know. I think that's giving it too much much credit, you know? Yeah. Too much much gravitas, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's go to Jeff on line seven. Jeff, your thoughts about all this. Go ahead, Jeff. Radio Terrific. You're my hero. Thank you, Jeff. Um, Thank you. And and some of my favorite calls. I love Jacqueline and Norman. Oh yeah! Um, but, By the way, those they are great. I agree with you. They're great. But you're great with all the calls, and I'll try to make it quick. Oh, and and you know what? And and a personal favor, it's probably hard to do. Frankie Russo is coming back with um, a podcast, and I don't know. You know, he's a good guy, and his heart is good. And if absolutely, you can a couple of minutes. Uh, Adam, it's up to it's your show, reader, and you, you you have a chant, so little for me to you know give you advice. Anyway, let's but, get to but that, by the uh, way, by the way, we're here. and I'm thrilled that he is coming back because he's a good guy. I'm with you. I I he I've always liked guy. Frankie, the wacky side I'm of midnight. So, <laughs> yeah. So a- anyway, on the uh, on the on the uh, hearings going on, uh, the main the, the, to me the main uh, names in this in this saga, Ashley Babbitt. And the police officer that killed her is Michael Byrd. 
and he was exonerated by Lester Holt on TV. Judge, jury, and said, okay, you're free. Uh, this is a murder, a cold-blooded murder, uh, most serious thing that happened that day. And I called up, Rita, listen, I went to, um, uh, to, to the last Trump rally before the COVID. That was January, the end of January, like 28. It was down here in Wildwood, New Jersey. I don't know if you remember that. It went smooth as silk. We had no problems at the rally, only in Washington. And I called up and couldn't get a hotel room. This is the, the response I got at the hotel. If you're a MAGA person coming here for Trump, we called the police already. They know you're coming. If you come here and try and get a hotel room, you're going to be in jail. So wow, wait, wait, wait. This, this was before. What? what? Wow. You know what's amazing, Jeff? Because they kind of claim like, oh, we had no idea things could get out of hand or no idea. I mean, that's why there's still there's something fishy here with the whole security issue and all of those questions tied to that. I, I There's something that I'm still so uncomfortable with it. Why, when we hear from so many officials close to Trump who say that he even called for the National Guard, uh, that he suggested it come, it was not put in place. We know from news that even John Solomon broke here on our show last week that a lot of the doors were open that normally are not open. That's according to the Capitol Police report that he got a copy of. That elevators that go to the fourth floor, which is like a key area, normally are closed. Why were they open? I mean, you sit there and you go, it it just doesn't make sense. And then you're telling me, Jeff, that when you called, they basically said, don't come because you're going to create trouble. Uh, Is that sort of the impression real quick, Jeff, that you got? Is Is that the thought, Jeff, that you had on that? Jeff, go ahead. Nice. And so, so I didn't want to get have any issues, and I said I'm not getting on a bus to go all the way down there and get into some kind of trouble. If somebody provoked me or some something, there was a lot of provocateurs in that. Or there was Antifa people, there was Feds, there was all kinds. There was a problem coming. I didn't, I didn't go. I wanted to go. I ended up not going. And one, one last humorous thing. You were talking about funny little things. Um, so Ben Thompson, to me, he's a he's a, he's a caricature. And he reminds me of, and we had come so much so far with with race relations. Even in my own personal life, um, Rita, I've done that in you know racial relationship. Um, but this Ben Thompson, you know who he reminds me of? Steve Martin did a, a movie called The Jerk, and it was um, it's good, it's great. He's a talented genius. Yeah, he, he is. One of the lines was one of the lines was. I was raised a poor little black child in tennis in Mississippi. You, you, you remember, you know what I'm talking about, the movie? Yes. And by the way, by the way, you know, what was interesting is that Benny Thompson and, and just, you know, even, uh, you know, as you talk about it, it is not a, or a racial comment. But but, but what was but what not. was interesting is he he did invoke race at the very beginning of this. And I found that to be, um, I don't know, distasteful or inappropriate because it, they're not saying that it was a racial riot. They're they're claiming it was like orchestrated and it was an insurrection, and all this. But yet, in like the first sentence or two, he said, "You know, I come from here, and this is where all these racial tensions and all these other problems are, and here's all these other issues." And I remember saying to myself, "What does that have to do with what your, uh, you know, what uh, with January 6th? It, it was it was an odd juxtaposition. I found it very odd. And, um, and to me, it was a very sort of throwing it out there to, you know, try to try to uh, color and taint and just kind of smear 
um, you know, President Trump and his supporters and gratuitously just doing it. And that had nothing to do with the case. Uh, Jeff, thank you very much. Love your call. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. 800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Oh, boy, I can't wait to see what Wednesday and Thursday will have. It's going to be down and dirty, just like the song says, for sure. And is it going to be one-sided? I'm sure it's going to be that as well. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Steve. Line 8. Go ahead, Steve. Your thoughts. Hi, Rita. So first of all, you know, this Ron DeSantis, he's an interesting guy. He won an election by 30,000 votes out of 8,100,000 casts. And then he proceeded to make believe like he that he has some kind of mandate. He is an elite, Harvard and Yale. Okay, he is an elite and he's. But but Steve, Steve, hang on. No, hold on, Steve. I let you talk. Every politician says that, and you're going off on a couple different tangents here since we're talking about January 6th. But if do you have a January 6th comment that we can yeah, we can so get I'm into? Gonna, that's what I'm moving to. Go ahead, please. Okay. And the idea that he would suggest, okay, that this guy, and it wasn't an assassination attempt. I mean, he didn't do anything. Oh, they, wait a minute, Steve. Steve, him. Steve, you have got to be kidding me. A guy shows up at a Supreme Court justice's house with a gun and a knife, and he had some, like, protective gear, like, even on his boots so he wouldn't make noise in the house. That's how far planned this guy was. Takes a cab, wears black, had ammunition, and you're making light of that? Do you think there's something funny about that? Steve, I hope that you don't think that that was just, that's not child's play. We got very lucky in this case. And I say we, America, because I wouldn't want that to happen to anybody, whether it's Democrat, Republican, Independent, whatever, um, to show up. And, and luckily, the guy happened to see U.S. Marshals and had a change of heart and thought of calling. A lot of people might, if you're that crazy to do something like that, uh we're lucky that the guy stopped and called 911. But, Steve, you, you are not going to minimize that. Please tell me you're not going to make not, it sound. I am not. You're saying I am. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Because you just said, oh, the guy just showed up no, like, it was, it. like it was a joke. Like it was a joke? That is that is not a joke, Steve. Let me finish. Steve, Steve, boy, I hope you're not married because you're going to, you got, it would not be fun at the dinner table. No, but no, go no, ahead. No. Oh, that's a nice. Isn't that a sweet nothing to whisper in someone's, you know? Steve, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm giving you time, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. What I'm saying is that that is a lot different than what happened. On, well, I want to know what part, of the, what part of the facts that have been presented that you, you are not, uh, that you think are not true. Well, basically, they've just repeated the same old, same old. And for some reason, you think a guy showing up at a house, oh, that's no big deal. I mean... I'm not sure what planet you're on, but it's the wrong one, my friend. 
Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.